All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. Blucker, blucker, blucker. I'm Calvin, <laughs> Mr. Second Baltimore over there with the Ravens shirt is right. Garland. And we are back. We missed the podcast last week, but we're back. Yeah. We got a lot of sports to talk about. It's a late Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully after we get to edit and all, you'll get this in a couple hours. Um, mm-hmm. So be early, uh, well, late Sunday, early Sunday evening. And then right. maybe if you listen to it, you'll listen to it Monday morning. But anyway, what's going on, sir? What's going on, Garland? How you doing? Feeling good on a Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday out there to people who celebrate Palm Sunday. We're in the holy season. Next week is... We call it Resurrection Sunday. Some people call it Easter. And so uh, just going through the Holy Week and all that, the Holy season, people were going through the Lenten season. And so shout out to everybody in their different seasons and all, man. And shout out to you and all. Uh, just a beautiful day. It was a beautiful weekend despite the, uh, the near tornado yesterday, man. And, you know, uh, I'm glad it just held up for us in terms of a good sports week because we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, man, we um lost a little bit of power yesterday for about a second or two. I curled yeah, up under the too. wife, and then the uh the power came back on, and she was like, "What? What are you doing? Like, are you, are you scared or something?" And I was just like, the "Power came right back on." And I was like, "Scared of what?" I was I was doing this for you. I was trying. I was trying to protect you. Whatever, right, you right, 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 right. <laughs> My wife ain't even. She ain't even say nothing. She's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I think the internet out. She just went back to doing what she was doing, man. And clicked back on and. Everything went back there. I took the trash cans in, so I'm glad. I, I'm just glad uh, I ain't had to clean up nothing. Yeah, you know, uh, places in the Midwest actually had tornadoes hit. I just yeah, never understood why people yeah. record it till the last minute. It's one thing to record it and see it coming, but people be like, here it coming. It looked like it's literally like a few feet away from them. Like, what are you doing? Like, You're looking like Dorothy and Toto. Get out of there. Like, I would say, you know how we used to say that's that's white people shit, but it ain't. Like, black people be doing it too. That's like, what are, what are y'all doing? Like, this ain't National Geographic. Playing with your life. Get up out of there. I recorded from a distance, and then I'm going to another state. But uh, prayers and well wishes to everyone that was caught in Definitely. a lot of the tornado. I know it's been a lot of damage, um, a few deaths out here, and a lot of people displaced, um, mostly in the Midwest. So, you know, uh, prayers and hope everything works out for them. Definitely. Anyway, man, what we got going on today? Man, we got a lot. We're going to talk a little NFL, talk about our boy Lamar. Uh, last week was uh, Lamar had a lot of Twitter fingers, so we're going to get into that. Going to talk a little uh, Major League Baseball is opening uh, season week. You can see my man representing the O's. Going to talk a little O's. Going to talk some NBA. Uh, the NBA and the uh, Players Association that came to a uh, tentative, or well, actually it's not a tentative, a, a collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. Going to talk about a couple things about that. Also, it's the playoff push for the uh, NBA for the playoffs are coming up. Season ends next Sunday. And so going to kind of do a little forecasting, although we talked about it at the beginning of the season in terms of making our picks, and then we're going to close out with the favorite segment in Sports America. Come on, yo. And so, first of all, before I get started, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, today is Marvin Gaye Day. Uh, Marvin Gaye was born on April the 2nd, 1939, in Washington, D.C. Uh, everybody knows Marvin Gaye's music, and so if you, you, know, you got your Spotify, you got your Apple Music, Go ahead and uh, take a listen to some Marvin Gaye. One of my favorite Marvin Gaye albums is an album called Hear My Dear, which is uh, some people call it the divorce album. Uh, he was married to Barry Gordy's sister, and she wanted the uh, royalties from uh, one of his albums as a uh, divorce settlement. And so he was like, man, I'm going to turn in a trash album and just do anything. But as he started to make this album, he was like, you know what? this is kind of therapeutic for me to talk about this relationship, this marriage. And so he made an album called Hear My Dear, basically saying, here, this is what you want. And so uh, if you get a chance to listen to it, there's some, definitely some cuts on there that you probably would like. So let's go ahead, man. As Lamar turns, let's get into some Lamar Jackson, man. The soap opera that is Lamar Jackson continues with Lamar playing the role of Twitter gangster last week with several strategically posted tweets. 
Now, on last Monday, just as head coach John Harbaugh was about to meet with reporters at the NFL owners meeting in Arizona, Lamar tweeted that he had requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens on March the 2nd, several days uh, before the team placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on him. And I want to read some of these tweets because, you know, it's classic Lamar, so you got to give it to him. And so I want to first thank all, uh, thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you so much. I want you all to not believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. In regards to my future plans, as of March the 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens have not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football, and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl. You all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Trust. <laughs> and so um, now, and then later in the week, Calvin, Lamar followed that up with some more tweets with some clapbacks about his alleged injury history and desire to play. And let me read a couple of those tweets. Now, he said, I don't remember me sitting out on my guys week one versus the Jets to week 12 versus the Broncos. How come all of a sudden I sit out because of money in which I could have got hurt at any time within that time frame? Hmm. When we know the Super Bowl been on my mind since April 2018. Let's get real. I'd rather have a 100% PCL than go out there and play Horrible, forcing myself to put my guys in a bad situation. Now, that's selfish to me. And then he replied to a fan who asked him to explain why he didn't travel with the team to Cincinnati for the playoff game. He said, after I traveled to the Pittsburgh game, my PCL got inflamed. So a few of us discussed it and I got the okay to stay so I could try to recover faster. And so, um, Calvin, you know, from a person we barely hear from, we heard a lot from Lamar. And so, Despite all this activity, Lamar gets, uh, you know, despite this play to get teams to possibly make an offer sheet to sign him, there's still no takers with several teams that should make a play for Lamar services saying either they're going to pursue, um, they're not going to pursue Lamar because they're happy with the personnel they have, they're focused on drafting the quarterback, or the price tag is too high. And so let me ask you, let's discuss this. The Ravens, uh, are an organization that normally keeps business close to the vest. Does this tweet basically end the relationship between both camps? No, because he's, I mean, he's still under Baltimore control for now. And it's not going to end the relationship until it's literally ended, which either him being uh, offered another contract and the Ravens going ahead and not matching that contract and him moving to another team, the Ravens either matching the contract and he's in Baltimore for a longer term than the one-year franchise or nothing happens and he plays under the franchise or he decides to hold out until week 12 or whatever it is. Um, it doesn't change anything. And, you know, this is where maybe having better representation, not necessarily an agent, but better representation or better people talking to you in your ear or the youth. You see the youth coming out of them. Like there's mm -hmm. literally no reason to send out these messages. Um, even if you wanted to send out the, I asked for a trade from the Baltimore Ravens back at the beginning of March, that's one thing. But then mm -hmm. when you start, you know, I'm always going to be close to my fans and like, this is a business, sir. No one cares. You don't have to tell us it's a business decision. Right. Anyone that knows anything about football, we completely understand. You're still not going to change the opinions of the people that don't like you. You're not going to change the opinions of the people that do like you. Like, you, you don't need to be playing to the crowd. It sounds like he's playing to the crowd, but the crowd isn't going to do anything for you. Right now, the business is between you the Ravens and any other team that could or could not be interested in you. Like I just, you know, and at this point it's one of them, it's been so long. Why? Like, why are you coming out and saying anything? Also, there's no need to clap back because it's just a rabbit hole. You'll continue to go down. Once you start 
answering one question from fans, you'll start answering more. So what everyone wants to know why you didn't travel to Cincinnati. So what everyone's saying that you're interested, you're, you're injury prone. They're always going to say that. Like, just mm-hmm. less is more. Because right now, to be very honest, the cards are in everyone else's hands. There's not a whole lot Lamar can do. Saying that you wanted to trade, well, right now, teams have the opportunity to trade for you. They have, It'll be two first-round picks, but they have the opportunity to trade for you. The fact that they're not negotiating says a lot about them. Now, we want to say that it's collusion, but every time Lamar talks, it's like, Maybe they just don't want this guy, you know, for whatever reason. It's like, sir, just just be quiet. You're a young man. We understand, you know, us older folks understand. But just mm-hmm. be quiet. Let whatever happens, happens. You know, you have very little control right now. But let whatever happens, happen. I would say that I, I do believe it does have some impact on the relationship. I mean, uh, does it destroy it? Maybe not. But it definitely for organization that's basically been protecting Lamar. Um, allegedly, they made this promise to Lamar that they would not negotiate this in the public specter, uh, and they've been keeping pretty much everything under wraps. We really have not heard anything in terms of a solid what the contract offer was, all those things that they basically promised to Lamar, they've kept. But, you know, I, I, this is definitely a ploy to get people to say, okay, let me see if I can get some people uh, some interest, generate some interest on the other side. I mean, that was obvious. As soon as I saw the tweet, I was like, okay, he's not getting any bites. He's probably throwing this out there to see if he can get a bite. Um, I do think, you know, it is basically through his coach <laughs> and his team basically under the bus. I mean, that was time. He knew John Harbaugh is about yeah. to address the press. Let me press send. And he hit that tweet button right at the time old boy was about to sit down. And so um, it's got to have some impact because if you're talking about working from trust and working from, you know, strong communication and understanding and protecting one another, when you see somebody do something like that, that definitely sends another signal. Now, have the Ravens handled this the right way by not responding negatively? to Lamar's tweets? And I will say definitely yes. You know, they could have went ahead and went down the road. I, I, for one, I jumped up on the tweet. I was like, okay, well, if he putting this out, they might as well go ahead and put out what the contract offer was. Like, you playing, oh, you playing games? I'll go ahead and play games with you. Let me throw out what we offered you so people can see how crazy you are, possibly, allegedly. And so, you know, um, I think they've handled it the right way. They've basically been like, it's been radio silence. John Harbaugh, that's all he was saying in the press conference. We still love Lamar. We still want Lamar as our quarterback. He still was saying the right things. I know probably in the back of his mind, he's like, this mother, if if I can get this Maryland farmer, if I can get out here and get, and and so I'm sure, you know, they practice that as a team. You know, he's got talking points. He's got to say all of this because you want to keep the value up. You don't want to go in there like, okay, yeah, well, you know, if Lamar wants to go, let him go. Um, You can't say that because you're trying to get maximum value. You're trying to boost up something. And so I think the Ravens have handled it the right way by not responding with fire. You can't you can't uh, respond to dirt with dirt. And and so I, I think that they they've actually done it the right way. What do you think? Yeah, man, um, the Ravens are doing exactly what I said Lamar should be doing. They, they Someone's in their ear saying, don't even, we don't even need to respond to this. Just, mm-hmm. you know, let whatever happens, happens. Plus, like I said, the Ravens are in control of it right now. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson as a player on the team. There's no need for them to say anything. I mean, what are they going to say? Oh, hey, y'all, why don't y'all come and get him? They don't want to lose Lamar if they don't have to lose Lamar. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Ravens are doing well with this. It's Lamar that's starting to crack a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and sir, you really don't need to. It's at the end of the day, it's a business. And no matter what the outcome of the business is, you need to go out there and play. Now, again, I, I've always said that he should have never even picked up a football last year before the money right. was straight. Right. I don't right. think he should play under the contract um, under the franchise because it's making less than Danny Dimes. But, you know, if you want to meet your goals and you want to get a bigger contract next year, go ahead and play, you know, show out. The best way to get over a bad relationship 
is to live a good relationship. Make a, make the make people right. look at you like, oh man, he's flourishing. Get out mm -hmm. here and flourish this year, and then when it's time to negotiate again, look at Baltimore and be like, nah, I'm sorry, you might have to franchise tag me again, and then we'll see what happens from there. But right. yeah, just just get out here and do what you do. There's no need to say anything. Right now, it's up to the other teams and the Ravens. So. Yeah, I, I, he did. Uh, the Ravens have basically done what I call the Jay Z move. You know, when people come out spitting about Jay Z, Jay this, Jay that, Jay never responds. Jay is just always silent. He goes on with the next song. It's subliminal, whatever. Yeah. He never directly comes back out and hits you with the rhymes. And so I, I thought it was great by the Ravens that you have not heard from Bashadi, you have not heard from DaCosta. Uh, you did hear from Harbaugh, and all Harbaugh was singing Lamar's praises and saying we want Lamar back. What, what so, Biggie say? You move in silence and violence. Right there, you go. <laughs> Jeez, like silent, like lasagna. And so, uh, <laughs> and so, um, did these tweets really move the needle for teams to make a move for Lamar, or was this just a big fat nothing? You know, it the only needle it moved is for the fans, fans of different teams to try to clamor to get their owners mm -hmm. to get the teams. It didn't it didn't mean a thing for any of the teams. The teams that are interested are still going to be interested. The teams that are not or at least going to say they're not interested. Um, it'll, I think it'll be a lot going on after the draft and maybe even during the draft. We might see a little bit of movement, a little bit more interest. But I don't think it did anything to sway anyone anyone in power's position. Um, so I don't think it's going to help or hurt Lamar mm -hmm. with the teams anyway. I agree with you. Uh, to me, it was a nothing burger because he's had the opportunity to seek another team. He, he's, uh, he's open to go and talk with other teams to work out a deal. And obviously it's not there. Obviously the market is not there that he thought possibly would be there for him. And so to me, yeah, it definitely was a ploy to get to generate some interest to throw out there that, hey, you know, I am available. But yeah, to me, it was a nothing burger because he's had the opportunity since, no, uh, excuse me, March the 6th or March the 7th to go out and find a deal. And he has not been successful in finding that deal. And I think one of the things, too, Calvin, that might be an issue with this is can you sign Lamar? You know, I'm sure these owners talk. I'm sure they know what the Ravens have offered or what's been on the table. And to give up that much assets in terms of draft picks that you can control for five years and pay at a lower rate and develop a fuller team versus bringing in a guy that you may not be able to sign long term is a difficult uh, proposition to really deal with. And so I, I've seen a lot of talk, and both of us, we listen to Bomani Jones, watch him and mm -hmm. all, and he is of the belief that Lamar has the leverage. Lamar has the leverage. I'm not of that belief. What belief are, are you? Does Lamar have the leverage or do the Ravens have the leverage? The only way Lamar will have the leverage is if he literally sits out for those first 10 weeks. And the only reason right. he'll have the leverage at that point is because that means the Ravens did not draft a young quarterback. That means the Ravens do not have a sufficient backup other than Tyler Huntley, who they actually could lose. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Ravens will be handcuffed because now they won't have a quarterback. And they're going to have to figure out either we're going to go 10 weeks and just completely tank this season or we're going to try to negotiate with Lamar and give him what he wants until then. Um, but right now, Lamar doesn't have any leverage. The leverage is all with the other teams. And really, it's with the Ravens. The Ravens are in complete control. They are in the driver's seat right now. Right. I've seen people uh, suggesting, well, maybe he sits out the entire season. He sits out the season. They can franchise him. They're going to franchise, franchise tag him again, him again yeah. next year. So sitting out the season is not going to work for him. I think he really needs to play because he's got to really erase this thought that he's not durable. And his last season did not end well. He The season was kind of uneven. He started out great. He played very well. But if people are basing it on what have you done for me lately, they're looking at the last two years of work. It's been kind of uneven. 2019 was great. 2020 was great. Uh, 21 was uneven. And 22 was uneven. And so you, you kind of still got to show and prove. And that's crazy to say for a former MVP, 
but we keep on forgetting that MVP was going this year would be four seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this yeah. And, and I agree. But yeah. now I will say the only thing I think he has to show and prove is that he can last an entire season. Of course. Because yeah. with with Lamar on the field, the Ravens are markedly oh, better. Like yeah. it, it's not even a question. Definitely. They're winners um, yeah, with him on the field. It's not even a question of whether they need him or not. And and I I agree with um what's her name from uh Fox Sports, uh Joy Taylor. Joy Taylor yeah. actually came out and said, you know, if the Ravens lose Lamar, they instantly become the worst team in the division. And she oh, is yeah. absolutely right. Definitely. So if if there is any leverage, Lamar has that leverage, but what count is that is that you're not finishing the seasons. Um, and so that's what he has to prove is that he right. can stay healthy an entire season. Now, granted, the injury he received wasn't an injury because he's been running and um, right. he's, he, he got these injuries in the pocket, you know, just being rushed. And yeah, I mean, but now on the other end of that, if Lamar wants to say something like if you want to talk about things, talk about things that could be factual, such as, yeah, the reason I didn't come back is because the head of training for the Ravens was terrible. You know, right. they had to get rid of him. So right. now let's see what happens next. You know what I mean? Start talking mm-hmm. things like that. Not the, I've asked for a trade. I still love y'all. And yeah, because to, at the end of the day, to be very honest, uh, Lamar, the Ravens were successful prior to you. And when you leave, they will find some way of success. They'll and find a way. No one, will, no one will even remember you. Look how quickly we forgot about Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco won us the oh, Super Bowl. Man. Look how quickly they got rid of Trent Dilfer. He didn't even get to play the next season Bro, with the Ravens. On a side note, um, I have the, uh, you know, on NFL Network, sometimes they show uh, the old Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They showed the whole game. Um, and so I DVR'd the first Super Bowl game the Ravens won against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I watched that. Trent Dilfer was awful. <laughs> he was Oh, I mean, bro, <laughs> wait he missed minute. at least three open touchdown passes in that. They, they but he did his Stokely. Him. He did his Stokely. When he hit one pass. <laughs> Calvin, I'm going to find that game. Trent Dilfer hit one pass, and he barely hit that. He hit one pass. He did hit He Stokely. missed Patrick Johnson twice, wide open. Patrick Johnson is running down the field by himself, and he missed them twice. Now, he was throwing the ball all over the place. Trent Dilfer was horrible. I don't Trent, know what people were thinking about with Elvis. It was no comparison between him and Elvis Gerback. It wasn't, but you had to get that man a chance to at least because no, all didn't. he had to do was maintain another year. Now, Bro, which which would have been they a, a watched bad that year Super, anyway. They watched what? that Super Bowl game and was like, "We could get Elvis Gerback." Yeah, uh-uh. but yeah, once you lost, him. once they lost Jamal Lewis, all the hopes were gone yeah. to go into yeah. that. But now, to Trent Dilfer's credit, all he had to do was steer the train on the track. He ain't had to go fast. He ain't had to do nothing because we had the greatest defense ever in the history of the NFL at that time. And the defense showed up. What'd they get? Uh, we got a special they, teams touchdown. Yeah, um, we got special teams. We got a defensive touchdown. For a touchdown. Yeah, so yeah, that's all um, the defense had. But, bro, they, I mean, because I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Cincinnati, I mean, I don't think the Giants had a scoring drive. They, they only did not. scored off of the special teams. They scored off they the special teams. They had about 19 touchdown. straight um, three and outs. And so it was a dominant game. But Trent Dilfer, horrible. <laughs> and the words of Chuck Barkley, horrible. Terrible. He was terrible. 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 He was terrible. <laughs> Bro. He, I was watching the game. I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> like, he was terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyway, so let's go ahead and close this up, man. What's your prediction on how this is going to it's so it's mm-hmm. so tough to uh to figure out because every day it's it's something different. But I firmly believe he's going to be a Raven come the beginning of the season. The mm-hmm. only way I see him not being a Raven is if after the draft, the uh, San Francisco 49ers decide that you know they want to go ahead and add Lamar to what would be a Super Bowl, the number one Super Bowl contender, or the Miami Dolphins decide that. It's- you know, we want to get John rid of Tua. Brock Purdy um, deserves the start. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? If that I, That's the only two teams I see that could even um, make the difference in that. Otherwise, Lamar is going to be a Raven uh, the first day of the 2023-2024 season. Okay. I say that either one or two things happen. 
One is a draft day trade. Either one of the top five teams make a trade, uh, the Colts or the Texans. Um, I, I think Seattle's in that mix as well. Someone up in there in that top five, top six, they, they're open to a trade and they trade that pick that allows the Ravens to get one of the top quarterbacks. If that doesn't happen, I believe, like you, Lamar's on this roster. I, I don't necessarily see anyone. I know that people are like, oh, they can come back and they can make a, a, a deal after the draft. To me, if you want to add an asset like Lamar and you're trying to fit it into your cap, you need to do that by the draft. You, to me, it's going to be more dri- difficult after the draft because you're going to have to let go some players exactly. or do a lot of restructuring if you do it after the draft. And, and, and so um, the I'm Ravens sorry, also aren't stupid. Like the Ravens aren't going right. to let you wait till after the draft because there's no telling what your next draft right. pick is going to be. At least for this year's draft, we right. know what your draft pick is going to be. Right. So, and that's and why. So I said, they're going to match any offer to me. Right. If someone's going to make an offer after the draft, they're going to match it. And that's why I said the only it can only be San Francisco or Miami because mm-hmm. the Ravens would have to throw a side deal in there. Like right. if you're going to take Lamar, you got to give us. Um, either Purdy or their uh, other boy that they never give a chance to because he stayed uh, hurt. But, Trey Lance. Yeah, mm-hmm. but why would they want him? If it's Miami, Miami's going to have to give up Tua. Like, the Ravens going to go on the side and say, you got to give us Tua. Like, you can't take our quarterback and expect right. us to not have a quarterback, you know, after the draft is over and then we're going into the season. So, yeah, I, they're the only two teams I can see making okay. a play. Yeah, I like, I, I like I said, I like the Colts or the Texans. I like one of the teams that are drafting high. To me, that's the best trade option. That's the best option if you're one of those teams to go get a Lamar. You let that draft pick go, and you're first for next year, and you know you go ahead and uh, pull the trigger. So we'll see what happens. Um, it definitely continues to turn every day, but um, you know we'll, we'll see something happening because the draft is the 26th and the 27th, yeah. so it's coming up in uh, several weeks. And so uh, if there is some movement um, by draft day, we're going to see it in a couple weeks. And so. Uh, stay tuned. Let's talk a little baseball. Play ball! <laughs> Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the 2023 Major League Baseball season has started, and it started on Thursday with teams playing opening day games across the league. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, coming off of a, a 83-79 and 79 2022 season. Uh, opened the season on the road in Boston with the 10-9 win, and I lost yesterday, 98 on a walk-off home run after Ryan McKenna dropped what was the last out of the game. It was horrible. Uh, but um, after their closing game today, and I think they were behind 6-3 the last time I checked uh, the score, uh, after the closing uh, game today in Boston, they traveled to Arlington to play the Texas Rangers, and then they returned home at the end of the, uh, next week to open the home campaign at Camden Yards versus the Yankees. And so... When we think about our Orioles, I mean, they can hit the ball. They, the last several days, they, the bats are good. The bats are there. The pitching does not look too good, though. Always. Every year. All, yeah. Every year. The pitching looks terrible. Terrible. The pitching looks terrible. And so, in your thought, how many uh, wins will the Orioles have this season? Over 83 or under 80? Definitely over 83. Give me the over. Okay. Uh, I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. You pushing what? 95 to 100 wins. What? 95 to 100 wins this season. 95 to 100 wins this season. Are they going to go out and, and sign Jim Palmer and Mike Cuellar and Mike Flanagan and Steve Stone? 95 to 100 wins. Storm Davis. Book it. You remember last year I told you my Orioles were going to be in contention, and they were in contention until the last month of the season. All right. Book it. Okay. All right. Unless they – I don't know why you always doubt these O's, man. I know they ain't had good history. (laughs) But last year you doubted them, and then you had to become a believer. I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you, bro. Unless they go out and get Mike Boddicker, uh, Jim Palmer – uh, I was I was a big fan of Wayne Garland because he had my name. <laughs> That's Storm Davis boy. ain't walking through Storm that tunnel. Davis, Storm Davis ain't coming through. Mike Flanagan ain't coming through. That well, with tunnel. the way they've been playing lately, we need more of Tippy Martinez or Greg Olson. Or we need a reliever. Like Alan Mills ain't coming through the door. Right, Alan Mills. Is not. 
right. Alan Mills is not coming through that door. <laughs> 95 yeah. to 100 wins. Man. 95 to 100? I got a 95 Ooh. to 100 wins. In the tough American uh, American League East tough where League I think East. three. The Yankees, three don't have, Yankees don't Yankees have much pitching Yankees and Blue Jays either. made the playoff. Okay. Yankees don't have much pitching either. I'm All trying right. to tell you. I will say they, they, they're going to win over 83 games. I mean, this is a, a powerful offense. And with these new rules in terms of the speed of the game and you can't throw so many pickoffs and uh, you can't shift uh, and all those particular things. I mean, they've taken advantage of it in these first several games. With and, the and they've been steals. stealing the bigger yeah, bases. They've been, they've been getting yeah. the, Listen, yeah, 95 yeah. to 100 wins. Yeah. They, they're going to score a lot of runs. Is this they're gonna give up a lot of runs. Well, yeah. And so they play in Camden uh, Yards, so they definitely gonna give up. They're gonna have to move some more fences back. They they move left field back. <laughs> they're gonna have to tear down right field and move that further back. <laughs> or make so, the score make the scoreboard hide like the uh right. like the wall in Boston. Make it the, the right. wall in Baltimore. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're gonna have to do something, but I think they're gonna be in the mix, um, just like they were last year. Um, good young nucleus. They definitely, and hopefully if they're close like they were last season, they'll go out and get pitching. I know that was one of the things you and I was advocating for last year with Mike Elias and crew because he listens to fanboys. We were like, please go out, get some pitching. We really need some pitching. And um, they didn't really go out and get any pitching. Yeah, and they, did. uh, they didn't really do anything in free agency this year. Um, and so um, – we're going to see. They're going to be potent offensively, but they're definitely going to need some arms because the arms that they got are very woeful, and we've seen that. Orioles Padres World Series book. <laughs> Is that on MLB the Show on uh, <laughs> on PlayStation? Orioles 5? Padres World Series book it. What year? This year, O's in six. Book it. So the O's are going to get past the the Blue Jays, the Yankees. The race, because yes, there were three AL East teams in the playoffs last year. Listen, I'm not here for your details. (laughs) Let's just get to the end of this. (laughs) Orioles, Padres, World Series. (laughs) Orioles is six. You asking too many questions. Don't Don't worry worry about how we get there. (laughs) Don't worry about the Astros. (laughs) Don't worry about the Yankees. Don't worry about about none of that. Don't worry about the Listen, race. Don't worry about the don't means. Worry about the Guardians. Don't worry about the means. Let's just get to the ends. Orioles Padres World Series owes is six. Book it. Ooh, <laughs> you asking a whole you. lot of questions over there. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're gonna check back in on baseball. It's a long season, so and I'm not even boss. I'm not even boss about it at all. I'm right. Just, I'm with, just, your, with your Oreo hoodie on no, and Oreo even, hat on today. I ain't even bo- I'm being real objective right now. <laughs> Please. All right. So let's talk a little basketball NBA. Uh, the NBA and the NBPA are at peace. And the uh, NBA and the National Basketball Players Association have reached an agreement on a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement promising labor peace through the rest of the decade. And so there are a couple key elements in this deal, Calvin. Uh, The NBA is curbing the ability of the highest-spending teams like the Warriors or the L.A. Clippers to continue to run up salary and luxury tax spending. uh, So they're coming up with some type of cap to uh, help with that because those teams like that, they're able to just go ahead and print money and sign players and is affecting other teams in an attempt to curb load management and lost games among star players. The NBA, they're trying the eligibility for postseason awards, such as the all-NBA teams and MVP, to a mandatory 65 games played. Now, the 65-game minimum does come with some conditions. Um, they have not spelled that out yet, but to be considered for any of those awards or accolades, you're going to have to play at least 65 games. I've I, I, you know, began to hear some rumblings about this uh, probably several weeks ago, and we talked a little bit about load management and things like that. They're also going to try something called an in-season tournament, which could arrive next season. And so the event will include pool play games that are part of the uh, regular season schedule in November, uh, with eight teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in December. And the winning players and coaches will receive a cash prize. And so this is something that's been I remember Bill Simmons had thrown this idea out several years ago about 
some type of in-season tournament to keep interest in the league and uh, possibly tying it into playoff seedings and different things like that. And so we're going to see them uh, start to use that as part of their regular schedule, uh, possibly by next year. Also, one of the things that came out of that is that they're lessening some of the drug usage things uh, in the league as well as that, you know, the players will be allowed to smoke weed. There won't be any suspensions for weed and smoking weed, as Stephen A. would say, for the weed. Uh, and so you can smoke sass, you can smoke, you know, uh, purple haze, whatever you, you're feeling like and all. Uh, Calvin doesn't smoke because it could kill you. And no, so it's, <laughs> it's like... It, so for so long it was illegal because it's just bad for your health. I just yeah I don't understand. It's not illegal anymore, so I can't use that excuse. It's not illegal anymore. You know. Yeah, it's like going to Seven Eleven and getting a Slurpee, and so yeah. Uh, but you gotta have the medical yeah, card. Yeah, but you can drink a. But they about to do the recreation. A Slurpee doesn't alter your mind. Now, granted, I'm not against weed. I'm just well, you get brain for, freeze from a Slurpee. I'm, so I'm against could, weed for me. I'm just against weed for me. I ain't against weed right. for y'all. I'll do what the hell y'all want. How do you feel about how do you feel about edibles? I'm just against it for me. <laughs> y'all can edible y'all asses to death. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. That's your money. That's your money. That's your money, and that's that's your money. And you want your chocolate yeah. chip cookies to be chocolate chip? Yeah, cookies. I, just, I just want chocolate chip cookies. You, you ain't know? worried about how many milligrams? I don't want the chocolate, chocolate chip chip. strand. I want chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> like that's just me. Y'all do what y'all want to. I ain't got nothing. Oh, I do not anyway, I've known so, plenty of weed partakers. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts about this uh this uh collective agreement and uh anything that sticks out for you that you think is uh great? Well, just great. just like you said about Stephen A, now he's gonna have to change his his little one liner because they don't they don't have to stay off the weed. <laughs> right. They can stay on the weed on so the weed. they can get the weed. Um, which means LeBron and the boys gonna be having that Snoop Dogg out there every game. They might even go over to the sideline and, and knock one off real quick. Right. Um the implant the in season tournament is what I'm interested in because it'll also give the fans a reason to really uh start watching ball because you know we don't really start watching anyway till around the Christmas game when the True. NFL True. start that's when the better matchups come mm -hmm. in and that's when the NFL starts winding down into the playoff season um and then the players are a little more for the NBA the players are a little more acclimated and into it um the 65 games for awards we clearly know that means Anthony Davis will probably not be receiving any end season <laughs> awards <laughs> because Sir, street clothes. Sir, he just got hurt the other night. He <laughs> did. I saw it. He just got sir. But he and, had thirty. Now he, he out had indefinitely. Seventeen. He, he out, out indefinitely. Because... Definitely. They said indefinitely. I just. Oh gosh, Anthony Davis. Remember, I was. LeBron I was didn't even go help him up. LeBron just looked at him like they just kept playing game. over top of. Him. They <laughs> right. had like two series back and forth while he was dead. <laughs> they just kept on running fast breaks. Like now. I remember I was an advocate at the end of last season and I said I would not be opposed to them trading Anthony Davis prior to mm -hmm. going into this season. They didn't do it and sir, just yeah. sir. You know I'm a He's played fan. well. He's played He's well played this year in stretches. Well. I mean, he had that stretch early in the season where he was dunking yeah. on three people and yeah, he 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 went on a tear but then he got injured and then he came back went on another tear. Mm -hmm. and, and even when LeBron was out, he was definitely helped to carry, helping yeah, to carry yeah. the team. He so, was. Um, but yeah, the end season tournament sticks out to me. Um, definitely dropping the weed. Um, it would be interesting to see how they want to do this kind of salary cap thing to see how that works out. Um, because the NBA already has kind of a salary cap. You can only play, pay players so much. Right. Anyway. You got exceptions. Yeah. For some so, and, but we'll, we'll see how that works out. But I think it's going to definitely generate more interest in the game prior to this time of year when they get into the um and then see who to play because the play-in tournament was a great idea the play-in process um also i wonder if this is going to they really they probably not there's probably no discussion on it they really need to replace the all-star game and this in-season tournament yeah. could be something to yeah. replace the all-star game with depending yeah. how it kicks off to me that would be more interesting than the all-star absolutely. absolutely that would be way more interesting than the all-star game 
uh, have it tied into a playoff seeding. Mm-hmm. If if you win, you get a tenth seed automatically or something like that for your lower teams. I don't know how you do it, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this in season tournament goes. Uh, they're definitely coming at the NFL's neck because normally the NFL owns December, mm-hmm. January, and February. And so to do this starting in November and having the tournament in December is definitely a challenge to the NBA's uh, playoff schedule, all those particular things. So they're definitely coming for the money. And I, I want to see how that is tied in. And also because they're t- uh, tying uh, cash to it, we're going to see the top players playing. You know, uh, that was always been the issue. Okay, well, if you do it, why would LeBron want to play in this? Why would Kyrie or why would KD or Steph want to play in something that's not going to have too much meaning? But if you're tying, you know, a couple mil up into it, uh, it definitely, you know, it makes me think of that a tournament that ESPN does in the, in the summer, um, the basketball mm-hmm. tournament. You ever watch that? And, you know, it's like a couple old college yeah. players and, you know, things like that. They had a team in Baltimore that was uh, sponsored by City of Angels Clothing Store. Was down in Holland Street Market. Um, and so it reminds me of that. And those guys that win that tournament, they, is, there's a cash prize that they split for winning. And so uh, maybe it'll turn out like that. And so that's very interesting. Also, I want to see how this 65 uh, mandatory games plays out because you're going to have someone who's going to be in the conversation. There's going to be an injury. There's going to be the person going to play 63 games. But they're going to have better stats than the person who played 65 games. Anthony Davis. Well, we should give them to him. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anthony Davis. We should give it to him because, I mean, the stats are better. He's had more impact, but he hasn't played the mandatory 65. And so that always happens. And so I want to see how that plays out. And maybe they'll start front-loading the low-management games I don't know how they figure that out, but, you know, I'm sure management, there's some there's some uh, quantitative on the team that's figuring that out. And so uh, I just want to see how that plays out during the season. And so uh, some interesting things. We don't have to worry about any strikes or anything coming up uh, within the league, which is great. Um, and I think the game is growing. You got um, Webinyama coming in next mm-hmm. year. You got uh, Scoot, um, Scoot Henderson and a couple other big players that are coming in. And so uh, this is great timing for the league. Uh, Let's talk about the playoff push. And so the NBA regular season ends next Sunday with several teams fighting to qualify for the play-in tournament. Here's a look at the current projected play-in matchups as of today. Now, in the Eastern Conference, if the season ended today, you would have the Bulls, who would be the 10th seed, playing the 9th seed, which would be the Toronto Raptors. And you would have the 8th seed, Atlanta Hawks, playing the 7th seed, Miami Heat. In the Western Conference, you would have the 10th seed being the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder, and they would be playing the 9th seed, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and at the 8th seed would be the New Orleans Pelicans versus your 7th seed, Los Angeles Lakers. Now, in the Eastern Conference, 1 through 6, you have the Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, Cavaliers, Knicks, and Nets. And in the Western Conference, you have the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, and Warriors. And so uh, with this latest injury to our street clothes, do the Lakers make it out of the playing game? Because I, I think they're going to get the play. I predicted that when they made that trade. I still stand by it. I think they're going to get the play in. Will they make it out of the play? Well, hold on. Hold on. How far behind are they with the uh, from the, the Clippers and the Warriors? How far behind? They're the seventh seed. I mean, I'm not sure how many games I'll look that up. I think it's but, about a game um, or two. I don't think they're going to get up. They're not going to get that. I think it's about a game or they're two. They're not going to get that. Don't, count my, don't count my Lakers <laughs> out of the, the, the actual they're playoffs yet. And to answer your question, they are going to make it out of the play-in tournament and get okay. into the playoffs. They're, they're about uh, two games behind. Right now, the uh, Warriors are 41 and 37 in the fifth uh, seed. And that would actually uh, switch with the Clippers because the Clippers are now the sixth uh, seed. As I, when I did this yesterday, it was uh, switched. Uh, the Lakers are thirty nine and thirty eight, and so um, there's a there's an outside possibility. <laughs> was I, who who my Lakers possibility? Who my Lakers playing? Who my Lakers playing? 
Oh God! Let's see who they play. Who they play? Who they play? Games. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go down to. All right. Uh, what's today? The second. So they're playing Houston today. When? Actually, they have a favorable schedule. So I know. The last Houston one, two, win. Three, four, what's the five, next these, one? These are the last five games. Houston win. You Utah win. They're playing at. They're playing away. So these these three games are away. Houston, Utah. And the Clippers, well, the Clippers, you know, is that win, home. win, possible loss. Phoenix, possible loss, two and two. And Utah to close out the season, three and two. Let's go, Lakers! They about to get the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that that. So what? So who are you saying that is going to lose above them? Who's going to lose above them? Oh my gosh! Here you go with the details again. It don't <laughs> matter. <laughs> You and these details, need details, sir. You and these questions. <laughs> Listen, the universe is going to work that out for me. I don't know. All right, let's look at let's look at uh, the Warriors' last uh, five games. Uh, they play uh, Denver. Lost Denver today. They play Oklahoma City. Lost on Tuesday. They play Sacramento. Lost uh, on Friday, and they close with Portland. So yeah, they got three tough games. That sounds, that sounds like one if that sounds like one and three to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just keep saying. Going. And are they on the, the road? Wait a minute. Are they on the road? One of them is on the road. Now, let me go back and look. One of, I, I just want to check and make sure. And so uh, again, uh, oh, actually, <laughs> all three of them are three I'm just, of the four on the road. I'm just we. What's Golden State's road record? Horrible? <laughs> just say it. Yeah, it, it's, it's been bad. I mean, but uh, Portland, they're not playing for anything. Really, Sacramento, they're not playing for anything because they already got the uh, uh, they already got the uh, third seed. And so them winning any more games, it, you know, it's not, they don't have anything to move. They're not going to move up or yeah. down. Yada, and, yada, uh, yada. Details, the, details, the details. Nuggets, they're, they're pretty, <laughs> you say you want to hear all that. Details, details, <laughs> details. <laughs> Lakers oh, making the playoffs. Goodness. The actual right. playoffs, not the players. Right. And, and you know what? Let me look at the, at the Clippers final. Uh, the final. We'll pull up their final uh, several games. All right. And so the Clippers, uh, they played, they lost last night to the uh, Pelicans. Uh, they've lost the last two games. They lost to Memphis. On Friday, they lost to the Pelicans last night. On Wednesday, they played the Lakers. Then uh, Saturday, they played Portland. And then on Sunday, they played Phoenix. They're at is, Phoenix. Is Paul George coming back? No, not 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 right now. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So you you're saying the Lakers are not going to be in the play in the play in. They're, they're going to be in they're the going to give they're going to get the sixth or the fifth seed. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We shall see. There was we a time where you didn't even think they were going to get the play in, and then the highest the highest you gave them was like nine, possibly eight. They're already right. exceeding expectations. They because to they got LeBron. They got LeBron. And as we said, I, I always say it: the, the bubble, the bubble championship did not count. The bubble was a fraud. I'm, they've been. Think let me about correct, this, Calvin. Let me correct. They've been that in the bubble you. every year. <laughs> I mean, they've been in the uh, play-in every year since they won that bubble championship. It must, hold on. Must be something going on with the mic over there, because I thought I heard you say, I, I mean, what you meant to say was the uh, bubble tournament is the most difficult the no. most difficult championship to win, and they won that one. So That's I understand. The fakest, yeah. That was the fakest championship ever. Ever. The bubble. Ever. Listen, Disney, Disney, what were they at? Disney they, World. They haven't Disney even World. sniffed the champion. They haven't even sniffed the championship since then. Disney is such a difficult place to win in. Like it's, <laughs> it's hard winning in, in front of cardboard cutoffs, cutouts, and TV screens and piped in sound. <laughs> such a difficult place to win. Like then, especially when you got to live there too. Like it's such. It's almost like college right. dorm life. And LeBron ain't even go to college. I'm just saying, such, sir. Such so torture. difficult. So difficult. Such torture. Yeah, it was so hard. It was so hard. <laughs> Not to have to go on the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Which what first round matchups are you looking forward to? Um, because like for instance, if we like we can look at the two through six ones. Like uh, you're going to see the Celtics versus the Nets. 
Uh, you're going to have the Sixers versus the Cavs. No, I'm sorry. You would have, no, 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 you would have, I'm sorry, it's three versus six, four versus five. And so uh, 76 is versus the Nets in the first round. And you're going to have the Cavs versus the Knicks in the first round in the Eastern. And over in the Western, you could see uh, Kings, uh, Kings, Clippers. No, am I saying that? Yeah, you can see, no, actually you can see Kings, Warriors, Suns, Clippers. It's going to be some amalgamation of that, you know, depending on where they end up in the season. And so, um, any first round uh, matchups you're looking forward to? Nah, any nah. sleeper teams that you you're thinking of? Like, hey, we need to watch out for them. Well, um, I will say, and I remember I called it, and you mm-hmm. said it wasn't going to happen. Jacques Vaughn was taking the Nets to the playoffs. You did. I have to admit that I got to eat crow on that. Jacques Vaughn was taking. That. You did call that. You um, did call that. And, so, but I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't see any real upsets there. The only challenging thing I'll see is that uh, mm-hmm. Clippers Warriors. Um, that Clippers Warriors series is probably going to be in my, and maybe even the Knicks Cleveland series if that's how it all ends up. That probably be the most interesting as far as either team could win. Um, mm-hmm. But with that, I, without if the Clippers don't have Paul George, I'm giving the Warriors the go ahead. Um, the Knicks, it's just about t- their time to finally do something. If they don't do it this year, we don't know when they're ever going to do it. But Cleveland is hot, man. Cleveland plays well. Cleveland, so. Yeah, Cleveland plays well. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Kings do. I mean, the Kings could either have the uh, Warriors or uh, the Clippers as a first-round game. And that's going to be very interesting. You got some uh, battle-tested, playoff-tested teams in the Warriors and the Clips. Uh, they both, you know, have done some uh, good things on the road with great players. I mean, with with um, Kawhi and, of course, uh, Steph, uh, you know, probably uh, the greatest player right now playing the game next to LeBron. And um, I want to see, you know, how that's going to look. That's going to be a very interesting, you know, the Warriors are having a difficult time playing on the road. Uh, you get to playoffs. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, Mike Brown, you got to give him a lot of credit for what he's done up in Sacramento. Absolutely. Um, this was a team that they they, they kind of peaked last year, but they did not get there. And this year, to get a number three seed says a lot. I think it was maybe a down year for the Western Conference in terms of people probably thought the Suns would do better and the Clippers and the Warriors would definitely do better. And you have two young teams up there at the top in the Grizzlies and the Kings. I'm still kind of suspect about the Nuggets. Um, every year, the Nuggets have great regular seasons, and they get into the playoffs, and doesn't happen so much for them. And so uh, I want to see who comes out of the play-in and who they uh, match up with, and I think that's going to you know, kind of uh, dictate how far they go. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think these play-ins are uh, interesting, um, and we see how they hold. I, I think if the if the Lakers don't get out of the play-in and they play the Pelicans, uh, that's a very good series without – well, it's not a series. It's just a game. That's a very good game without um, street clothes playing, without Anthony Davis playing, because I think the winner automatically gets the eighth seed, and then the loser – of the nine ten game plays the higher seed for the last for the ninth seed, and so we see how that how that works out, and um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But you know, we got another week, and uh, we'll see what happens with these teams. All right, and so we're coming towards the end of the show, and we're coming towards a segment that everyone loves in the sports world. Come on, yo! And so. Um, do you want me to go, or would you like to go? Either way, I can start off. It's no problem. All right, go ahead. Um, and this is this will what we just talked about will lead right into my come on, yo. And as you know, mm-hmm. every it's no secret I am a Los Angeles Lakers fan, which uh, automatically makes me a LeBron James fan. However, Mister James, King James, King James, Sir LeBron, you were injured. You gave mm-hmm. you had given up on the season. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, while you were out, just like Garland thought the Lakers weren't going to be able to do anything, you were out I and the Lakers started surging. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that foot injury, that ankle injury, 
became real minor and you were able just to come back. And even the doctor said, hey, we've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Come on, yo. <laughs> come on, LeBron. <laughs> come on, sir. LeBron got a healing. Hey, he no. went to see TD Jakes or somebody. He must have got dollar. He must have got one of them, <laughs> them healing pills in the video game or something that he took. Right. <laughs> Go on, LeBron. We see you, sir. He even got the interview and said something like, "Yeah, the injury that I thought that you know would seem minor. I, I, I mean, uh, was a major injury. You he, he fumbling mm-hmm. over your words. Come on, LeBron. We, sir, I'm not mad at you. I'm a Lakers fan. I needed you back anyway. But come on, LeBron." Come on, y'all. We see you, sir. As soon as the going gets tough, you actually did not get going. You got out of there. You was just like, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm trying to save it for Bronny. <laughs> <laughs> sir, we're happy to go down with the ship. You the captain of that ship. You was you you became the new street clothes. You was getting all the latest jades. You was like, let me get it line Saturday for these new jades. Then you read mm-hmm. the paper. You probably picked up the print and was like, oh, Lakers, they're actually <laughs> going to make the put. Yeah, coach, I'm good. No, no, I'm I'm good. I, yeah, yeah, I took a shot at. Come on, y'all. Right. Come on, LeBron. We see you, son. We see you. That's my cowboy, yo. I'm just Bron. looking, looking at you, LeBron. LeBron sucks. LeBron's like, hold up, they about to make the playoffs. Not without me, they mad. won't. Not right. without me, they won't. But he's probably mad now. Was 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 uh, what's the white boy name? Uh, Austin. Uh, Austin Reeves. Yeah, Austin. Reeves. Sit down, sir. I'm I'm back. <laughs> back to the bench for you. I'm back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> he, he went to the he went to the Boys and Girls Club in LA. It was like I've decided to take my injury back to LA. <laughs> Come on, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron, he went and got the miracle drugs. He he used that deer antler spray that uh, Ray Lewis used a couple years ago to get back on the field for the playoffs for the Ravens. Now, Le- LeBron was up late one night and saw the infomercial for that miracle water and called that dude up and was like, I need, I need some of that. Peter pop off. <laughs> I need some of that Peter pop off miracle water. He, he saw that. You are he healed. He saw that spinning you- coin with uh, Reverend Ike. That's the, he, I'm taking way back. He saw that spinning coin. On BET, like you are healed. I'm telling you, I saw some pictures of him down at TD Jake's church. They was laying hands on him, talking in tongues. Hyundai, Hyundai, Tamata, Tamata, and he got his foot healed. He was in the Tyler Perry movie, coming in like the drug addict girl, singing, right. walking down the aisle. Right. <laughs> he, 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 he busted to what they call it now. It's, it's a crypto banker. What's it, what's it called yeah. now? It's whatever it's called what? now. Crypto, crypto.com arena. He busted the arena, was singing down the aisle, singing the gospel song. <laughs> now he healed again. He healed. LeBron has been healed. Come on, yo. Come on, LeBron. We see you, son. <laughs> Reverend Lonnie Love got to that foot. I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He looked, got a feeling. He looked at that. Like, he looked at that. Genie bus like, then told me, Get back, Satan. <laughs> Get back. Genie bus then told me everything's gonna be all right. Whoa, Genie bus then told me. LeBron asked, all of a sudden, the doctors ain't never seen that. It's like a medical miracle. <gasps> Rapalinka then told me. <laughs> they need, ain't that Grey's Anatomy still on? They like to do some of them uh, stories, some of them true stories that they make. Right. They just need to make one into him. Be like, we, we've never seen anything like it, Dr. Grey. Or she, she ain't even there no more. I think she's gone. But you know what? It's too bad because... You know, he can't play with without another alpha dog, so he's back by himself, and he's going to have to carry it by himself. And hey, nah, he, usually LeBron he, by himself doesn't work. Whatever he did, he need to tell Anthony Davis. He'd probably be like, yo, the number is 1-800-MIRACLE-WATER. All you got An- Anthony is Davis probably going to get hurt trying to go get the miracle water. That's the problem. 
he might try to go get it, and he he'll get injured trying to go get the the, the miracle bush. <laughs> so, ain't nothing he can do. <laughs> that's 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 a mute point. <laughs> All right, man. Let me hit this. Come on, yo. All right, talking in code. On Friday night, the women's college basketball final four and semifinal games, which they decided to play on Friday, which I'm always trying to wonder, how come they never did that? Because they always, they used to play them at a funky time versus the men's final four. And I always just been like, how come they never played them the day before or even just played in all these games in the same arena? But nonetheless, they were played in Dallas, Texas, and they featured Several of the country's top women players, like Baltimore's own, what's up, Baltimore? Angel Reese for LSU, Aaliyah Boston for South Carolina, and National Player of the Year from Iowa, Caitlin Clark. Now, the games were exciting with LSU prevailing over Virginia Tech and Iowa upsetting the undefeated defending champion Lady Gamecocks on the back of 41 points from Clark with a Steph Curry-like performance that led people to ready uh, to crown Clark the greatest woman player Despite the history of players like Cheryl Miller, Lisa, Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, Maya Moore, Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, and many others. Now, her performance, along with several other white players, opened up the gates for another concern, Calvin, how black and white players are portrayed in the mainstream media. I noticed that whenever the announcers and commentators talked about Clark and other players of her color, they were described as tough. Hard workers, they were smart and enthusiastic. But when they talked about players like Reese, they were rough, brash, flashy, and naturally gifted. These buzzwords set off many stereotypes of athletes. White athletes are seen as cerebral, while African-American athletes are typically physically superior and just use their ability. This was even implied about the South Carolina basketball team as a whole, not only by the media, but by uh, opposing coaches as well that said that when you play them, it's like being in a bar fight. And um, our girl, um, the head coach, had to step out. Staley, and get people. Yeah, yeah, Don Staley had to step out and get people straight on that. Now, we have to get away from these negative stereotypes and this coded language. Now, yes, Clark, she's a great player. And to complete at the top collegiate level, she needs more than just smarts. And yes, Reese is flashy, and she plays off of emotion. But again, to be one of the top players in the country, she needs more than just these attributes. And so, come on, yo, let's stop with these stereotypes. Let's stop putting people in a box and putting them uh, in, in these particular categories. They're just great players, and they use whatever they have to use to achieve. And so uh, Angel Reese has made Baltimore proud. She just gets out there, and she balls. She's not worried about all of this other stuff that people are worried about off the court. Yeah, let her go ahead and say so-and-so is small because they can't stop her. Or she's, you know, she's playing like the big boys and she's putting on the big rope. That's how she do. That's how she does it. Let Caitlin go ahead and scream at the crowd and do all these other things because she's enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Let her talk stuff to these players when she's 15 uh, points up in the game. That's how these players get through it. And so let's stop labeling these players and let's just accept them for the great players that they are yeah man um now i will say caitlin deserves everything that she's getting she deserves all she's a beast because if if you watch any of that game even the highlights the girl was you talk about uh they talk about building the football team around lamar you're talking about building a basketball team around caitlin clark it mm-hmm. is all about her uh, she they don't not win that game without her but um, her and Angel Reese have the same type of bravado, and mm-hmm. you never hear the same thing. They they give Angel Reese hell. They give Angel Reese technical fouls for right. uh, certain things she says and does. Um, you never see Caitlin Clark getting anything like that. Now, I will right. say, I, I can't stand that they call Angel Reese, what do they call her? The Bayou Babe or whatever. She's the Baltimore yeah, girl. Bayou Barbie. Yeah, she's the Baltimore Barbie. Stop. Oh, and y'all right. stop. Y'all stop. Uh, DM and her mom trying to get at her thinking because they got the same name. She's a junior, Angel right. Reese Jr. <laughs> um, but no, man, I, I completely agree. Um, but I will also say, you know, we, we've we always talked about how trash talking, um, you've always heard trash talking shouldn't be a part of the game. It extends to baseball. It extends to football. expense extends to all major sports and how it's frowned upon. And we always say it's mm-hmm. the old guard looking down on it. Hello, people. We are the old guard now. 
Like we are the ones in our 40s and 50s that are uh, putting the money out there and that are giving the narrative that they shouldn't be doing that. It's us. We have Mm -hmm. to change because we can't blame it on the older ones anymore because we are the old ones, you know, and when we we came up in the age of the Allen Iversons, the uh, the trash talking from the uh, Michael Jordan with trash talking. You know, we we came up in those that age, and whenever they said, "Oh, they shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a part of the game," we were always like, "Oh man, that's just how they play this." But now look at us. We're we're, we're bringing the same narrative out. Um, we're putting the same type of tropes and stereotypes on these players and these athletes. We're the ones looking at South Carolina saying, oh yeah, they play hard. They It's like a street fight when you get down low with them. You got to battle with them. All of those, all of that is coded language. We have to get away from that ourselves. <clears throat> the young lady on their team, um, uh, what's the girl's name? The one that's graduating. Um, Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. If you looked at her last year or year before last, um, she is sensitive. The girl cried because she missed a layup that would have propelled them to the championship the year before last. You know, she's really sensitive. If you watched her after the loss to Iowa on Friday night, she covered one of her players' faces that was in tears because she didn't want them to get the same type of negative press that she got for being sensitive. So Don Staley is right. These are young ladies that are impressionable. They see this. They feel this pain. And we're just not giving them the chance to express themselves and be who they are without us, you know, stereotyping them and all that. Because we don't stereotype Caitlin Clark. And we we need to stop that. So I absolutely agree with you on that. I agree with you. Thank you, sir. Anyway, that that is hey, another good show, man. We waited a couple weeks, but another good show. Um, make sure you join us Tuesday when we if you yes. missed last Tuesday when we talked about snowfall, you missed a visit by Uncle Jerome. He came through Uncle and Jerome Spirit came through gave us a little commentary. <laughs> so make sure you join us this Tuesday when we talk right. about the or actually you missed us last Wednesday, but make sure you join us this Tuesday when we talk about the next episode or the last episode of Snowfall to get you ready for the Wednesday night episode of Snowfall. And make sure you also come back to the podcast next weekend. And you can see us on the podcast if you have Spotify and some of the other mm-hmm. um um, the, some of the other podcasts, so y'all might want to see me. <laughs> um, but we are on all the podcast platforms, mm-hmm. so you can definitely hear us. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Rate us, review us. Let Garland know that he's wrong about the Orioles, ninety-five to one hundred wins. Let him know that he's wrong about the Lakers. The Lakers about to be in the actual playoffs and not the play-in. You can let me know that I'm wrong, but then you'll be proven wrong because I'm always right about things like this. Maybe not. <laughs> we will see. All right, y'all. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> mm. man. Let, let me hit this music and get on out of here. Make sure you all, like I said, join us Tuesday and then join us next Saturday. Definitely. Y'all. All right, God. Have a good one, sir. Peace. Enjoy your Sunday. You have been listening to Fanboys, an all things black with Garland and Calvin production. Thank you for listening and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms.